We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear friend, my darling. I'm so incredibly honored to be spending some energetic moments with you here today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. I hope you're feeling comfortable, confident, solid in yourself and at home, feeling, uh, feeling at home and peaceful inside of yourself. And if you're not, I hope you will be by the end of the show today. So I want to talk to you about something that was so radical for me. Years ago, when I was struggling and suffering and I walked into a classroom, I listened to these wise and wonderful teachers and what they'd said seemed insane. It seemed a little crazy, but I know from listening to The Course of Miracles that the rules of this world are 180 degrees away from the rules of the universe. So I knew on some level I needed to expand my thinking. I needed to go to a higher place of altitude so I could have a greater awareness, awakening, clarity. I needed some help. And so I do believe when the student is ready, the teacher appears. This was certainly the case for me. And they said something that was crazy. You're not upset for the reasons you think you are. I was like, well, I think I am. (laughs) I had a lot of things happen to me that were very upsetting. And I could hang my hat on those. I could tell stories for a long time about who had done me wrong and why. And the reasons I was so incredibly upset. But they said the upset isn't out there. It's inside of you. And that's where you need to take care of it. Then they said something that didn't make a lot of sense. The most important thing you can do if you want to heal your upset is to learn to love and accept yourself no matter what. To learn to love and accept yourself despite what is going on outside of you. You know, so often in life, we want things to look different so we can feel better. But as soon as we feel better, things look different. I know, I really believed I was upset because of who had done what to me. But as I learned to relax and see my eyes through, um, myself through the eyes of compassion and acceptance, I did start to feel better. I started to soften inwardly. It was like I took a deep breath and things did indeed start to feel different and look different in my life. Here's a beautiful quote from Anise Nin. We do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. When we change the way we look at things, what we see changes. And even more importantly, even more empowering is how we feel about who we are changes what we see. When we change how we feel about ourselves, what we perceive life to be, the lens that we perceive life through, can be cleared and healed, transformed, and incredibly up-leveled in every way. So it's not what happens to us that upsets us, but rather how we interpret and perceive those things that have happened to us. I know some people who have had relatively easy lives, but seem to carry a deep pain that can't be explained. And I've known other people who, when you hear their stories, you can't believe what they've endured. Yet they seem peaceful. They seem joyful. 
they seem positive. So what is the difference? Why are some people essentially happy and others essentially sad or angry or hurt? To me, again, it boils down to how we have interpreted our experiences and even more importantly, about how we feel about who we are. So if we know we're lovable and can accept ourselves rather than judge ourselves, we perceive things differently than when we do not love ourselves and do not accept ourselves. When we don't love and accept ourselves, we often are wearing a false mask. We feel like a victim. We're trying to prove, we're trying to earn, we're trying to do, but it doesn't ever work very well because our interior reality is a little bit fractured. So here's an example of something I've perceived that makes things very clear at this point in my life. I know two brothers and they have the same parents, but see things radically differently. One of the brothers struggles constantly in every way imaginable. He struggles in his relationships. He struggles with his career. He struggles financially. It's literally like a shit cloud follows him wherever he goes. Anytime the phone rings, if you're going to talk to this guy, something bad has happened or is happening. It's kind of a painful thing to witness, and I'm sure it's a very painful way to live. And then the other brother, he's in a wonderfully healthy relationship. He's financially well off and an incredible opportunity seem to find him at every turn. It's like the sun is always shining on him. They had the same parents. They had the same upbringing. Why are things so radically different with these two kids? Well, I've had conversations with both of them and I've asked them, why do you think your life is the way that it is? They both essentially have the same response. It's because of my parents. It's because of my upbringing. One perceives their past through the eyes of not loving themselves and not accepting themselves and thinking their parents, his parents made him feel that way about himself. The other brother sees his past and his parents through the eyes of love. And though he got in trouble too, he got punished on occasion when he did bad things too, he didn't take those situations that occurred as information that he was not valuable, that he was not worthy, that he was not lovable. It was just like information. It was about course correction. It was, it was about um, helping him be a more responsible human being. But he knew beneath that, that he was loved. The other one didn't believe that. He doesn't believe beneath the things that have happened to him that he was loved. He really took a lot of the things that happened as um, proof that he was not important or good or okay the way that he is. So one of the boys perceives himself through the eyes of love and acceptance. The other brother does not. So this makes things make sense when I think about what my teacher said to me. The purpose of your life is to learn to love yourself no matter what. When we can reside in that place of self-love and self-acceptance and self-approval, things happen, maybe bad things happen, but we don't take that as proof or information that we are not important or not worthy or not lovable. But if we don't feel important, worthy, or lovable, we will see things in our life as proof that we are not. We always find what we are looking for. So we can look for what is good and right about ourselves and what happens in our lives. 
or we can look for what is bad and wrong about ourselves and life. So if, if bad things happen when we're, when we're children, maybe they're small things. They could be small little things like maybe your art wasn't picked for a um, art fair or maybe you dropped the ball at a sporting event and, you know, your team lost. You can take that as something really devastating and proof that you are not good or important or valuable or worthy. It can be small things that chip away and um, erode at your soul. So if the chips happen enough, if you're a sensitive person or whatever, if you um, experience this enough, you're going to be left with a fractured sense of self, self-doubt and heartbreak. And this in turn can make us believe we're inherently flawed. We don't believe we have value. We don't believe in our power. A disconnection starts to happen. And then one's essential nature becomes one of either hurt or anger. And again, this is when we start to wear that false mask trying to prove we have value or um, get things from the outside in. It's like when we can become obsessed with wanting money or fame or material items or maybe designer purpose, purses, um, it also can spiral into addiction, becoming obsessed with food, alcohol, sex, um, any number of things to distract ourselves from the hurt that we feel. So, any of these things, whether it's trying to prove or do or acquire, or whether it's addiction, it's all an attempt to put a band-aid on our deeper hurts, to try to feel better from the outside in, but it never, never works. Maybe it can work for a little bit for a little while, but there's no true peace or solace or healing or comfort, authentic happiness or joy in any of these places, not in a sustained way not in an authentic way. So true healing, true peace, authentic happiness and sustained joy comes from a deeper place. It comes from really knowing that we are lovable, that we are valuable, that we are adored and adorable despite any memory, despite anything that has happened to us in our lives that would indicate otherwise. And I can relate to these two boys. I have been both of them. I was that really fractured um, child that didn't believe in herself. And then I wanted to become famous. I wanted to become rich to prove to myself and others that I really did have value, that I really was important. But it wasn't until I really started to heal, thanks to my teachers in this um, school, I started to have the awareness that I needed to heal my hurts and heartbreaks. I needed to learn to love myself no matter what. And as I did that, the proving, the doing, all of that stopped. I could just relax and accept myself. And that's what I did. And if anything happened, the sun started to follow me. The rainbows started to come out. Opportunities started to present. My relationships improved because our lives are simply a reflection of our relationship with ourselves. Our lives are a reflection of what we believe we deserve and who we deeply are. So the bottom line is we're not what has happened to us. We're not our memories. We're not our bodies. We're not our minds. We're not our net worths. We're not our jobs. We're not our marital status. We're not even our gender. We can try to derive our identities from these things, but we are something more, something much, much more. You are something more. You are something deeper.
You are a spiritual being having a human experience. And the more we know and identify with the fact that we are spiritual beings, that we are love, that we are adored, we are inherently valuable, the more we know this, the better we feel and the better our lives work. So it seems some people naturally, innately, and inherently know this, that they're lovable, that they're good, and other of us have to work on it. I'm one of those that had to work on it. There were many sad parts to my human story. Some, you know, maybe some of the sad parts were sadder than some and not as sad as others, but it was not what happened to me, but how I interpreted my value through the things that happened to me. And when I started to interpret that I didn't have value, that I wasn't important, that I didn't matter, when my enough chips that had occurred that it eroded my sense of self, that's when the depression started to happen. That's when the anxiety and the stress and the experience of heaven, um, hell on earth started to happen. It's so clear now. It's so clear where I was and when I see people that are struggling, it's because on some deep level, they don't know their immense value. If you're struggling, it's because you've forgotten who you are. As we know, remember, claim the truth that we are love, that we are important, that we are valuable. Once we really know that, things that happen to us no longer really shake us to the core or upset us, maybe like they used to. It's about changing our lens of perception. We take off those prescription glasses that aren't our prescription, the ones that um, encourage us to perceive our lives through the um, filter of unworthiness, the filter of not enoughness, that belief that we are not important. If we can clear that lens of perception, if we can change out our prescription lens to the one that would, um, where we see ourselves through the lens of acceptance, compassion, kindness, gentleness, sweetness. Again, this is when we feel better. This is when things in life look different. And this is when we really start to attract different experiences and opportunities in our lives. This is when the sun will follow you. This is when the rainbows start to come out and um, the God winks occur. God wants to gift us and bless us, but we have to be able to relax and know that we are important, that we are valuable, despite anything that's happened to us in our lives. I say all the time that we become spiritual adults when we can love and accept ourselves like we wish we would have been when we were children, if we didn't have that experience. And once we start to love and accept ourselves, that's when the love of God can start to pour down on us. And then we can start to experience, again, the support, the assistance, the God winks, the guidance and the grace that is here for each and every one of us. But we need to open that door. We need to relax into that place of value so that it can um, show up in a way that we can accept it. It's hard to receive and accept something we don't believe we're worthy of even if we think we have to do and prove to get and acquire. If you don't deeply believe you're worthy, all the doing and proving in the world isn't going to support you in manifesting it. And even if you do for a moment, it will be temporary because we can't receive more than we can hold for. We can't accept more than we believe 
we deeply deserve. If that happens, we will sabotage it. We will resist it. We will find a way to um, get rid of it. I've done that myself a lot until I did the healing work where I could stand the love, where I could hold for the prosperity, where I could accept and receive goodness and kindness. So it comes down to this. How do we clear our lens of perception? It happens, first of all, by setting our intentions. I want to see things differently. I want to see the bigger picture. I want to go to a higher place of altitude. I want clarity. I want the truth. That was the statement that I claimed. And then things started to shift. I want to know the truth with a capital T. And then when we start to ask these bigger questions, we can start to perceive things very differently. I started to realize that everything that happened in my life was really for me and not against me. We have to open our mind to this possibility. And then we can start to look at specific memories and see them differently. Rather than thinking, my dad abandoned me and didn't love me, instead think, what was my soul really wanting me to learn and know? As you shift your um, intention, as you ask different questions, different kinds of answers can start to show up and reveal themselves. Now, as I look back at my childhood and at the quote unquote bad things that had happened to me, I don't feel like a victim. I don't feel like it was ever proof that I wasn't loved. I see it with different eyes, a different lens of perception. What I see now was a soul that was really hoping and um, intending to learn a lot of different things, to have a lot of different experiences so that I could go on to be a teacher, a healer. Often as we go higher in our consciousness, it's sort of like going to higher levels of schooling. You know, if you're in second grade, you're going to get second grade tests. If you're in high school, you're going to get high school tests. If you're getting your master's degree or your PhD, things might be a little bit more challenging because you're going to a higher level of education. I look back now and I realize that my soul was really inspiring and encouraged me to have experiences, to learn through those experiences so that I could graduate and also become a light worker and a teacher and a way shower for others that were walking a similar path. So I see now how always, 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 and in always life was on my side. Even though there were moments of pain or confusion, life was always for me and not against me. My parents on the soul level were always for me, not against me. And this is true for both these boys' parents. Their parents are for them. And if, if it, doesn't it doesn't seem that way, if they're not perceiving it as such, there's a higher picture, there's a deeper truth. On a soul level, on a soul level, everyone and everything is conspiring to support you in ascending, to going higher, to learning, to expanding to growing into your purpose and potential and that greater awareness that you are important, that you are loved, lovable, valuable, worthy. You are the child in whom God is well pleased. You are an heir to the universe. 
But if we don't deeply believe it, it's going to be hard to receive all of the gifts, the blessings, the bounty that God has for us. We can keep ourselves out of that posture for a long time. I was speaking with a friend the other day who'd gone through a pretty rotten divorce about 10 years ago. And she's still talking about how this guy had done her wrong. And I said, you know, I really feel God has so many wonderful gifts and blessings and bounty for you. But until you forgive him and until you forgive yourself, you're giving your power away to a mere mortal rather than making the space for what is yours by divine right. And I think often we don't want to forgive another because we don't want to look that deeply at ourselves in the mirror. It's not easy. It can be painful. But I don't know any other way of getting free. So as I was talking to my friend, she said, I know all this intellectually, but I still refuse to get, forgive him. And I said, well, that's kind of a shame because you're really holding yourself out of alignment because I think God has a lot of stuff for you. I think he probably has a, a wonderful relationship and a lot of prosperity, vibrant health. But you can't have any of that if you're holding on to this. And she just wasn't willing to let it go. So I've been hearing a lot of the same stories for many, many years. And um, it's heartbreaking, but we can't make anybody else do anything. All we can do is take responsibility for our reality. So I hope you are in the posture in place and knowingness that you are important, that you're valuable that you are wonderful and that you are worthy, that you um, have forgiven those that you have perceived that have done you wrong and that you have more importantly forgiven yourself forever judging yourself as less than precious, as less than priceless. If you can accept that you are indeed precious and priceless, incredible, valuable, wonderful, and worthy. If you can settle into that place, consider this, feel this, meditate on this, affirm this. You start to rewire. You start to shift and morph. You start to ascend. Your vibration increases. And again, you will start to feel better. You'll come home to your heart. You'll align with your soul. This is when we can start to experience those God winks. The grace and the gifts that are available for us, we start to attract them. The rainbows and the sunshine will follow you. It can and will follow you. So one of the things that has been so helpful for me in regards to my rewiring from fear to love and shifting that prescription lens out for the more updated one where I can see life clearly is um, through the process of guided meditations. If you go to my website, I have a free ebook and guided meditation to support you in just relaxing, rewiring any subconscious beliefs that, um, that you aren't good enough, that you're not beautiful, that you're not important or perfect to help you settle into that place. And as you relax those brain waves and go to that deeper state of um, consciousness and listen to these positive and truthful messages, it can support you in rewiring your subconscious mind. And once your subconscious mind accepts and knows and believes, again, that you are valuable, that you are wonderful, that you're worthy, it is inevitable that you're going to start to see and perceive those um, experiences in your outer life. As you shift your inner reality, your outer reality shifts. As you clear the inner upset, your outer life can show up in a much more supportive, grace-filled way. As you relax 
into the space of unconditional love within. And as you bring healing to the hurts and compassion to the pain, you settle into the truth of who you are. You line up more fully with your soul self and you become the loving being that you were always destined to be, that you are in the deepest way. And I want that for you. And I'm so grateful I wanted that for me so that I can relax into this space and so that I can hopefully pay forward some of my lessons and gifts and um, be the light. It's not about going and chasing and doing and getting. It's about simply standing in our truth, standing in our light. And from that place, we attract all that is ours by divine right. And there's so much God wants to gift you with as his precious and perfect child. There's so many blessings that are in the queue just for you. And I hope you know that, at least intellectually, and hope you're relaxing into that possibility so that they can start to show up. I want your life to be blessed because you are worthy. You are wonderful. You are precious. You are priceless. You are perfect. So I'd love to hear from you if you want to be in touch with any thoughts, questions, prayer requests. If you download my guided meditations or if you've read my books, I think relationships the most important thing in the world. Let's fan each other's flame. Let's continue to go higher in our knowingness of our divine inheritance and value. So be in touch with me either on Facebook, just look up Journey to Center, or you can email me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com or find me on my website, TammyBPhD, and let's continue the conversation. Know you're my heart, my prayers. Onward and upward. God bless you. Bye for now.